Hello, it is Bucky. Hello. Hey, Pass, Bucky? what's up? Not too much. How's it going? Oh, uh, it's going. Did you get those pictures I sent you? Yeah, I tried to send back light the beacons, but my uh, Wi-Fi wasn't working on my laptop. What is that? Uh, I think it's an invasion. I think it's uh, spotlight. No, it's weird because it's like there's breaks in the sky of of like light. It's obvious light, and then like it's in every direction, but they're perfectly spaced apart. Are there like horns going off? Like, I like. <laughs> I wish. Are the North Koreans dropping flyers? Like, <laughs> I would just. I would kill for an alien alien invasion right now. <laughs> Oh, this movie was not fantastic, but not as bad as others say. What's Bright holding on IMDb right now? A 6.6. Ooh. I'll say this. For a $90 million movie, this was not great. Yeah, for $90 million, it should have been a little bit better. Like, to me, this frame... Like, if you told me it was 90 million, I wouldn't have believed you, because it makes me wonder what the fuck went into production. Where, where's the money? <laughs> Show us the money, Lebowski. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, like, that's like, I was kind of wondering it the whole time. I was like, okay, if there's truly 90 million dollars in this movie, 60 of it had to go to Will Smith. Show us the money, David Ayer. Because this, to me, is like a 15 million dollar movie, 20 million dollar movie tops. It feels, it feels like, like it should have been so much cooler. Like, there should have been better effects. Like, everything seems so low budget, didn't it? Maybe a second draft at the screen. Maybe, <laughs> maybe have someone revised this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, splurge a little. Which is strange, too, because, like, David Ayers is no slouch. Mm. He's just been making bad movies for the past couple years. But End of Watch is a really good movie. I mean, Training Day is great. He did Training Day? Yeah. Oh, shit. He's really hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, this is like... He has a... To me, he has a very strange directing history. Because, like, Fury is a good movie. Do you think that they thought this was a good movie? like, Or when do you think they realized it wasn't? Um, when did they realize this wasn't a good movie? I would say, oh, well, whoever bought the script, like whoever worked for Netflix and paid three million for a script on spec, like should have been fired immediately. What's so ridiculous? Yeah, so there's there's part of the money right there. There's like, three million dollars like, of the ninety. <laughs> A $3 million script on spec is unheard of. There's 3% of your budget. Like, that's just absolutely unheard of. Like, um, like an insane bidding war is like 1 million, maybe 1.2. But three? That's asinine. Does that, so did that include, like, any future iterations of the property because i feel like they i mean i feel like this is like world building like they thought there'd be like mini series and follow-up movies and well i think they thought there were gonna be like four of them that's what i'm saying it's like when they paid three million bucks 
Was that just for? You think they're script? paying for every property? Uh, like, yeah, I don't know, or the rights. Like to... we, like we're paying you for the, for all the rights to Bright. <laughs> this is the number two most popular movie on IMDb right now. Is it really? That's what it What's says. number one, Jedi? How do you do that? I don't know. It just says popularity number two, up 15. Uh, when do you want to start recording? I already started. <laughs> this is Spoilers. Right. Welcome to Spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that intro. Yeah, what we got going uh, today, we're here to talk about the latest Netflix Netflix, Netflix movie, Bright. Uh, Stevie and I have done Okja earlier this year. Okja! Okja! Now we're here to follow up with what's supposed to be, I guess, Netflix's big blockbuster type film, Bright. Supposed to be, I mean... Do you know how Netflix makes money outside of subscribers? Like, do they, how do they track how much money they're making on movies? I have no idea. I mean, I think it's just more of, I would guess that all of the press that's around this movie, even though it's so bad, is probably helping. I guess maybe we should introduce ourselves. I'm Pappy from Denver. And I am Stevie from Elkhart. And if I like disappear and I'm missing like all my clothes, it's because aliens invaded Elkhart tonight. I'm house-sitting for my aunt and uncle once again, and their dogs have been acting super strange. And like, there's like these light beams shooting down from the sky in every direction that I cannot describe. It's like some so, close encounters type. Yeah, stuff. I'm just waiting for horns to go off and like maybe like see like trucks being lifted into the sky. That's all I'm waiting for. So the task at hand, though bright i think this is one of the worst movies of the year you say you wouldn't go that far um well it evens out for the fact of the budget they had which was a 90 million dollars that's pre-script million dollars 90 million um the cast they had to work with which i mean Joel Edgerton is a really good actor. It's kind of it. It makes it. It's baffling to me why he agreed to do this. Maybe he didn't read the script. Ninety million dollars is twenty Get Outs. <laughs> to put that in perspective. <laughs> and Get Out was twenty times the movie that Bright was. I wouldn't call this the worst movie of the year, but when you look at it in its context of the cast that it had and the budget that it had. It's crazy to me that they couldn't pull off a better movie. I think it's the one of the things that's hurting this movie is the controversy around Max Landis that apparently now that he's been accused of a sexual assault and that sort of coincided with the release of this movie. But I think part of it too is that the dialogue in this movie is so clunky and weird. Like they're always trying to like explain things and like I mean like it's been oft said but like the Fairy lives don't matter at the beginning of the movie. Like, some of it's just a little ridiculous for me. Fairy lives don't matter today. Uh, well, that and there's nothing left to the imagination to the viewer of like what could be or what is. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's like 100% of the dialogue is exposition. 
explaining every scene what's going on. Ain't nothing over here but rich ass elves just running the world and shopping. I guess we should also explain what what that kind of means is that there's like three classes of society. Yeah, it's I, orc, I talked to you talked to this to you about about it earlier. This is like the most derivative movie of all time. So picture Lord of the Rings actually happened. I want this to be my Star Wars. And that I'm going to be spamming elf. the Max Landis. This could be my Star Wars clip, but go I want ahead. This to be my oh Star my Wars. God, what a pretentious douchey thing to say. But picture Lord of the Rings happened. You have orcs, humans, elves, and fairies. Mm-hmm. And one of the dogs wants a treats. Forgive little Remy. He's it's like if Lord hungry. of the Rings was the Bible. Yeah, it's like the Bible, and now it's there's different classes, yeah. and, you know, because orcs chose this so-called Dark Lord, you know, there's they have their own faction, and humans don't trust them, and they don't trust humans. Elves, much like they are in Lord of the Rings, are very pompous, all-knowing, high fashion, man is man, and fairy lives don't matter. Once you go Dark Lord, you never go back. That and I think Los Angeles was po- probably the worst setting for this movie, don't you? Well, like so much of it focuses on the LAPD, but it's just so right. Ham- but it's just so ham-fisted that like the orcs are representative of like minorities, probably like specifically They're representative black of Latino gang members. Yeah, that's, that's just how I'm gonna put it. Yeah, well, it's just so, like, on the nose, like... So on the nose. But it's weird, though, too, because you also still have, like, like gangs, too, because, like, Will Smith references, like, Crip Walk Your Way Out of Here a couple times, too. So it's kind of, like, this extra layer of poverty. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to explain. It's... Yeah. Mean, yeah, and meanwhile, even, you have these elves. There's even yeah. factions of the orcs where there's, like, the round tooth bullshit and the blooded bullshit. Never got bled in, and at the it's, end, yeah, it's like orcs have to earn their stripes of doing something heroic to get their fangs. What you did tonight, that's what it takes for an orc to get blooded. An act of great bravery. <sighs> yeah, and so then the elves though are like the one percenters, like the they are, but the the, yeah, they are the class. Rodeo Drive, yeah, like class of L.A. They're driving that sports way. cars. Yeah, they're kind of running stuff. They're the feds, but in this uh, this plot is super clunky because it, it tries to be smart and have a lot of subplots to it, but it's just not. Mm-hmm. It makes everything really awkward, and like you said before, the dialogue is just super clunky because it it has to explain it itself out of every scene. There's not just any natural movement where you can watch a character and go oh, this is probably what he's doing. It's like Will Smith has to say something, then do something, and narrate himself while he's doing it so the, so the viewer can actually understand what's going on. fuck is you squaring off on, bitch? Not to mention you have this MacGuffin of the wand, oh, which is so, so like, bad. <laughs> so, so obviously set up that like Will Smith is going to be able to like wield the wand because he is a bright... like. Explain the wand! Okay, so the wand, I think they even say it. it's like a nuclear bomb that grants wishes. Um, yeah. It's it's like a legendary type figure. Like most people probably wouldn't even think that wands exist, but like. It's the ring to mm-hmm. rule them all. Right. And it ends up being like the whole MacGuffin of the plot. Like, 
these Latino, actual Latino gang members want it. Then some like orcs kind of like want want it too. But like the real threat are these fairies who want it, right? Elves. Elves. Sorry, not fairies or something. Yeah, else. there's it's like these rogue elves, aka what? It's a lot of references to Lord of the Rings bullshit, but I want this to be my Star Wars. It's yeah, like this evil faction of rogue elves that there's three wands, and if you get all three, you can raise the Dark Lord again. Um, like the mystery box from uh, uh, Justice League. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's just um, there is some really I don't know what the writer or director is going going for, but the movie lost all trust with me when they arrest that homeless bum who's naked and he looks at Joel Edgerton's uh what's his name Jacoby yeah Jacoby he looks at Jacoby and he's like you know you're a part of the prophecy and so is he and it's like okay this is just getting really dumb now is that orcish well then then, like just like mention like the whole ham-fisted thing like in the scene before it's will smith's first day back on the job and like lapd has like these orcs on the ground and they're kicking them and like beating the shit out of them and will smith looks at jacoby who's an orc and he's like you're not gonna tell anybody right it's like okay why why are they just like now having this conversation it's so weird but then they go to a human who's like slashing a sword around and like the people are all like oh it's no big deal like blah 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 like they're just trying to show like the way LAPD treats different races, but they're beating you over the fist with like literally different mythological right. races. Right. And the weakest subplot was there's like this toss up in the air. Like the whole subplot to this is Will Smith is just getting like, he's getting back on the force now. He was off because um, this rogue orc put a shotgun through his chest. And he was wondering, because uh, Jacoby was buying burritos for them, that when Jacoby gave chase to that rogue orc, oh he just let God. him go. Ugh. And he and did let him go, apparently, he said, he right? He did let him go, and you knew the whole time that Jacoby had nothing to do, that there was no suspense in that subplot. And it, it was just a waste of time, to be honest with you. It was like that... Um, it was like that Star Wars casino scene, The Last Jedi. It just kind of really gave nothing to anything. And that and that brings up another point too. And this is like a movie trip that's been coming up more and more lately. That's really starting to piss me off. Is like either an overt resurrection or an off-screen resurrection. And this movie does goes for not one but two resurrections. Like Jacoby is literally saved at one point by the wand in that scene that you're referencing, where like the the orc he saves. Is gonna like bleed him in or like, kill him so he can like bleed him. Then the he game. decides not to because orcs yeah. can't kill orcs or some bullshit. Yeah, and like he owes him a life debt. So then the dad kills him, and then the sort of like fish out of water like, <laughs> elf who's like kind of like tagging along with them and is always like hugging up against a wall for some reason. Like she's always pressed against a wall. Every <laughs> <laughs> scene that she's in. I don't know why. I want she, this to be my Star Wars. Why is you're she right. That? It's like um, the ground's going to fall underneath her and she's always holding on to dear life from a wall. Yeah, like she's ready for like the big one to hit. At yeah, she's ready for the ground just to fall <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So she, she resurrects Jacoby in that scene and then that 
effort this is actually very last jedi sounding like that effort like takes so much out of her that she she kind of is like weakened and then she like eventually dies in like an explosion kind of but then she doesn't like you see her at the end so like i'm just getting so tired of like characters giving their life and then like popping back up later in the movie like it's, it's so devaluing it's like the leia thing yeah and it's just yeah like yeah i want this to be my star wars <laughs> this movie did have some cool shots because David Ayers is a very stylistic director. <laughs> but, like, this is, like, I don't know what he's going for because Suicide Squad was utter shit. And this movie, he'd ha- he had to have realized shooting this movie that it was going to be impossible to, like, put this together cohesively. It's kind of ugly. Like, it's kind of brown. And then there's, like, all of a sudden, like, super bright colors that don't seem to, like, fit in with everything else. Like, It's like it wanted know. to go for a gritty movie, but it looks very, I guess, like, clean and bland. I mean, is that is that what you would say? Just kind of there? Yeah, it's just there's nothing special about it. And I guess it was released in theaters so that way they could get that... Um, get that Oscar nom? Yeah, that for your consideration status, but, like... Maybe that would have helped too. Seeing it in theaters, ah, I don't know. I, I don't know. This <laughs> is um. Let's go over the dialogue because a lot of this movie's faults is the writing. I mean, the writing is not fantastic at all. Uh, Max Landis did a pretty decent job of creating a world. I mean, it's kind of cool, like, hey, what if Lord of the Rings was, like, set in present day? How would the factions be working? It's kind of cool to think about that. Mm-hmm. But then you go into how he executed it, and the dialogue is, like, bad 80s cop comedy Buddy drama. Cop. Yeah. You all right? Uh, yeah. No holes? Huh? Uh, only the ones that I was born with. How are your holes? The fuck can you make a shootout awkward? I mean, everything, it's like what he's going for is for Jacoby's character and Will's, uh, Jolgerton's character and Will Smith's character to have like bounce off dialogue, kind of like hit him with a serious question, hit him with a one liner. Then there's another one liner back and forth, and eventually their, their chemistry will grow. But it's like anytime they would throw dialogue at each other, it's like it would just like hit the ground immediately. Well, it's like it keeps the movie keeps reminding you of the rules that needs to establish in order for the plot to be effective. Like they probably say, "Don't touch the wand" twenty times in this movie. You know what I mean? Like to the point only where only a bright like, can handle the wand. So now it's like, okay, I know for a fact that someone's gonna touch the wand. That's gonna be fine. Like, like you can't say it that many times. Like, I wish, I don't know. I wish the movie would have been a little bit more confident in either a trying to be less less funny with Jacoby because it's always, it still comes back to that like awkward humor with him. Like just pick a little bit more confident, be a little bit harder or like don't waste so much of the characters talking like with exposition. Like I know I always bitch about like a narration scene or something, but like maybe this, this is a two hour movie. Maybe if we like could have cut out 20 minutes of clunky dialogue with a five minute, you know, opening narration or something. You know what would have been really neat? Hmm. Um, 
had Jacoby's character not said like a single word to Will Smith for like the first like 40 minutes, just kind of make him, I wouldn't say like mysterious and silent, but just put an awkward footing in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would have been neat. Um, well, it's be, yeah, because you're overwhelmed by his character because like one, he's an auric, and then two, he's like, do you want the red sauce or the green sauce? Like your mind can't like process like, the humor and like what what it's what's going on here like you know it was very clunky and i absolutely hate that scene where they take that homeless guy in and the wizardry of magic people that's a whole different faction within the elves now which is just ridiculous um are interviewing him and they're talking about wands and they go over the whole thing. All the uh, rules. Uh, they go over dump. the entire yeah. rules of the movie. And it is just so unnatural. Like, what would have been a cool movie? Have the same backdrop and have Will Smith be kind of a normal guy that comes across a wand and finds out this normal guy can handle a wand. And Jacoby is a cop. And it's Jacoby's job kind of like an escape from LA type situation to get him out of the city safely. Right. Or that, that would have been yeah. cool. Yeah. Or you can just like remove the wands altogether, make it like a straight buddy cop, like LA story, take out all of the magic, but like leave like the overt class stuff and even like tease the wands for like a second movie or something. But like, it's just trying to do too much. Like that the movie's and- overwhelmed. I, you're right. It's you know, trying to do too much in two hours. And I think this movie would have been so much better fit for a series. Like a six so episode, eight episode miniseries tops. Because then you can like dole out the information more slowly and more confidently build the story. Like, Right. I don't... Yeah, this was um, a super miss. Uh, do you have any other ways you would have fixed it besides everything we just hit? I really hate the whole parts with the the cop, the cops too, because like outside of Will Smith and Jacoby, like all of the cops are like beyond crooked. Like they're like, let's murder these two cops tonight. Like it just comes so out of left field. Like, yeah, it <laughs> it it happens. It's pretty ham. It happens pretty immediately, doesn't? Of we found a wand, we have to kill these two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story the story is like so much about like the racism and then like also like this like over the top magical world building. Like it those should have been like side plots to like a straight story with all this other weird stuff in the background. It would have been so much more effective, but were there any parts of this movie that you did like? Ooh, any parts that <laughs> I did like. I got one. Uh I liked the Joe Rogan scene at the very beginning. A lot of stab wounds lately. There's, uh, we had this homeless guy come in and throwing equipment everywhere. <laughs> it was wild. A lot of traffic accidents and uh, what about that cop? the older guy, he coded out That's on me. That's an orc that's now in the LAPD force. How does that work? He's not blooded. He's not part of any blooded clan. He's like a finger that got cut off the hand. He's dead to us. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. Like one, they're watching like a live Joe Rogan podcast at eleven o'clock in the morning, like before they go to work. I don't know who does that, but 
Joe Rogan's like, so tell me about this orc on the cat force. So it's like he's talking about Will Smith's specific partner. And then in the background where Jimi Hendrix usually is on Joe Rogan's wall. Yeah, it's, yeah, like some, yeah. it's like some orc has like replaced him. Like it's so over the top. Like in this world, Jimi Hendrix is an orc. Can we please tweet shit at Joe Rogan? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll tag him in this. Yeah, we'll please tag him. Because like Joe Rogan is such a smart and cool dude, and he doesn't need the money. The only thing I can think of is... Netflix probably didn't even have like a script, like a full, full blood script at this point. And they're just like, hey, here's the outline. And I'm sure Joe was like, this sounds pretty cool. You know what I mean? Why? But why is he in this? Like, and if they had to pay him like any substantial amount of money, like that was a waste. <laughs> like That was a waste of funds for this film. Like that's where a lot of the 90 mil went. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Will Smith, Joe Rogan, Max Landis, Landis, and Joel Edrington. And this is what really bothers me is because Joel Edrington is one of my favorite actors, not just because he's in Jeff Nichols' movie, but a lot, a lot of it has to do because he's in Jeff Nichols' uh, movies. He's but, awesome, um, though. He's so good. He's a good actor. And the character, his character, Jacoby, displays none of his good acting because he is given absolutely nothing to work with. I just wish he wasn't trying to be so funny. Like he he does kind of emote some things, like when the other cops are being racist, and he, he might be one of the better parts of the movie. I Kevin think Will he Smith, is but... probably the best part of this movie. But the things that they're asked to do are just so ridiculous. But <laughs> so, do you have anything that you did like other than Joel? Is that is that what you're going with? Joel Edgerton. Um, let me think here off the top of my head. I did like. Um, that chase out of the hood when like the Latin Kings want to want that one, that dude in the wheelchair. Yeah. That kind of reminded me of breaking bad. The guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, that, that chase was pretty cool. Um, I like that scene where Will Smith shoots the four cops kind of off screen. <laughs> Tell me what order they're in or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, just the, you like red dead redemption, like, paints his shots like yeah it's it was a stylish shot it looked neat um but other than that uh there's a lot of hate for this movie i can look past a lot of things in a film but bad like good acting cannot save bad writing and this movie was littered with bad writing i want this to be my star wars so is that gonna be a no for you yeah, uh, I will not return to this movie. Um, but I, you're not saying it's one of the worst of the year. Not that bad. Not the circle n- bad. I will say this. I will say the circle is the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. <laughs> I will say that to the day I die. Um, that movie was a cluster fuck. Uh, this movie is a cluster fuck as well, but not on that level. But just. Um, if the sexual assault doesn't sideline Max Landis's career, the fact that his father is a murderer, um, this movie alone will. This was such an amateur bullshit job that if his last name wasn't Landis, there's no way Netflix would have ever bought this movie. So this is a no. Well, I think you bring up a good point there that John Landis is a murderer, but it's also going to be a no <laughs> for me. Uh, I I have this like way low on the list, like it, but it's almost like it's a so bad it's funny type thing. Like 
it's not not entertaining. It's just so ridiculous. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I laughed at the movie, but not with the movie. With so. it, yeah. And I think you and I brought up better plots in this movie. This movie shelled out. Like, if you want to make like a like a faction kind of backdrop and make like a realistic stylistic setting, like or a story you can put through, cool. But they went too far in on the mystical stuff to make this even like worth watching well the problem is if you're gonna do world building in a film you don't have time to do it in the way that this movie tries to do like like you said this movie is trying to like do world building but more on the scale of like a mini series where like all of the dialogue is dedicated to that if you're gonna try to build a universe like it really has to be like minimalistic dialogue that's doing that world building and more of like what the characters like see and do and like let the audience kind of like fill in the gaps but like it's just like such a slog for like them to explain things to each other over and over and over again like it's like they live in this world they shouldn't have to explain yeah. the rules to one another you know what i mean yeah like i don't get up on tuesday and be like oh the bus comes every day at 8 30 you can take the bus to work <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that's like other people talking this like oh don't run a red light you get a ticket from a police officer like it's a no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a no. Um I'm not pissed off that I watched it, but I'm pissed off the fact that ninety million dollars was spent on this and it looks cheap as hell. I mean some movies you can tell, wow, this was expensive. They took their time with it, they paid their CGA guy CGI guys well. Uh they spent you know, they spent time on a script. Mm-hmm. And if Max Landis calls this his Star Wars, God help him, because whatever's beneath that is not not worth the watch. This was like also the highest uh, script ever bought on spec, right? On it was the it was the uh, yeah the costliest. Script I think we talked about ever, that on an earlier yeah, episode. Ever caught on spec or ever uh, paid for on spec? Three mil. That's insane. It's a lot of money. For a movie, it's as I, as I said earlier, 1.2 is like in a heavy bidding war. 1.5 is for someone who knows what they're doing is worth their salt. Three is just asinine. I hope whoever was like, we should buy this at Netflix loses their job. Seriously, they do not deserve to be reading scripts and pointing out which ones are good and which ones are bad. So up and down year for Netflix, then you got Mudbound at the top. Okja kind of more did you see middle. Mark? Did you see Mudbound? Not yet. No, I'm having ah, a hard time. I know it's gonna it's, be sad. <laughs> it, it is sad, and the biggest villain in the movie is named Pappy. Uh, oh. But um, yeah, I I still have uh, Mudbound as my best picture winner if it gets nominated. All right, well we're gonna have an Oscar Pick'em show. Talk about all of that. I guess we can go ahead and wrap this episode of spoilers up. Yeah, um, let's kind of, I'm going to do like a small little breakdown here. Does David Ayers, the guy who's, did, the guy who did End of Watch, great cop movie, just did Bright, terrible cop movie. Uh, what does he have coming on the line besides Bright? Hopefully not Bright 2 and 3 as a director. I hope he gets back into writing more than directing because he is a very, he's a decent writer. Oh, let me see here. It's, uh, Gotham City Sirens is his next direct director. Look at DC um, thing, yeah. Oh no, it's gonna be another Suicide Squad bullshit. Margot Robbie's in it. Jared Leto's in it. 
They're gonna pull Son. a plug on it, I think. And like, what's that? I bet you they pulled a plug on him directing this Gotham City Sirens thing. DC doesn't know what they're doing. They've announced more projects than they're ever gonna do. So yeah, that's true. Uh, what's Will Smith got coming up? Um, I hope he comes out as a Scientologist sooner or later, just he to was, be truth, truthful he wasn't to himself. The worst part of the movie, you know what I mean? Like. Okay, Bad Boys for Life is coming out. That's oh, he's announced. an Aladdin. He's a genie. That's the big one, right? That's filming. Um, he's doing a movie called Spies in Disguise. If that's anything like that movie Focus, I will not be seeing that. And he's doing a Bad Boys 4. So you have two more Bad Boys movies announced. <laughs> and his last movies have been Focus, Concussion, Suicide Squad... Collateral Beauty and Bright. His career is on the decline. Do you think Will Smith thought that he had a chance at an Oscar nomination from this role? <laughs> I think he like he went for it all on Collateral Beauty. Yeah. And I think he swung concussion. for the fences and missed hard. Although Joel Edgerton, he's got uh, that Gringo movie coming up. I think that looks pretty good. What's it about? I like gringos. <laughs> is, is that what it's about? I, I don't know. It, it looked like some. I saw the tra- trailer the other day. It looked okay. So we'll see. Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Gringo. Ooh, Red Sparrow. I heard that's going to be really good. Yeah. So, um. Is that two no's for Bright? This movie is spoiled. Two no's and somewhere near the bottom of the list of worst I, I will give this bottom three movies. I, I have think... it the worst, but I haven't seen a Moji movie. Okay, but let's as as hyped as far as hyped movies go, I will put uh I will give Bright third from the bottom, a cure for wellness second from the bottom. And circle, the circle, absolute bottom of the barrel. Do you think that we're going to get a bright two? Because right now, I mean, on it's got a 6.6 on IMDb. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 30 from critics. But from audience, it's got an 89%. Dude, that's a misguided audience. That's like people just liking Will Smith. It's the anti-Justice League, or it's the anti-Last Jedi. The only person I would trust doing a bright two to write and direct would be David Fincher, and he will never touch this franchise if that it's ever a franchise. Crazy. That could so, be awesome. <laughs> like David Fincher helming a bright would be like something be like that would be amazing. The stuff he would do with it. He's such a good director. He's one of my favorite directors of all time, but he's busy with Mindhunter right now. And uh, I don't think he'll ever touch this. So well, I think at the end of the day, just because it was Max Landis's baby, and that now he's wrapped up in those uh, implications, and it seems like you know how been... you, you know how you always read stories. Yeah, like you always like because like you and I are nowhere near Los Angeles, or like have like you know what I mean, have any really connection to LA, but no, he's one of the people you always heard stories about being the biggest asshole. Yeah, and like for a while now, there's been like subtweets about him, but I, a couple articles have run. So I, I just feel like 
because he is not the auteur of the film, but like he is the like constructor of the universe. Like, there's no way to get invest any more money in a name like that. Like, no. No, I, I think uh, I think he'll probably go to television for quite some time. Which, I, I think yeah. he, I think his film writing career is done. Which just makes all the more crazy too is that like Netflix put ninety million dollars into what's essentially just like this exposition dump of this universe and now they can't do anything <laughs> about so, it. Like it's so much exposition. Like yeah, what a, it's just a waste. Like but. there I, you can do world building without talking. That's what makes great writers. Like, okay, you know what was cool? Is that a couple of the cops are just centa- centaurs. Did you see that? <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's... They don't need to explain Focus that. Focus like, on those guys! Yeah, we, I don't need a line saying, like, oh, you know, some cops can be centaurs, too. <laughs> like, you don't need to say anything. Just have it there. Like, my brain can figure it out. Like, Or have internal affairs come in and say, hey, we need this guy off the force. More subplot. Have, like, all the internal affairs guys, like, be, like, leprechauns or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like, they look like. Yeah, just some... <laughs> Something different, like, I don't know, but... To wrap this up, absolutely ridiculous movie. Don't waste your time on it. Um, Joel Edgerton, I expect an apology note, or at least a tweet saying, I don't know why I did this, didn't read the script. And uh, David Ayers, go back to training. Do do something you're comfortable with. Don't get out of the superhero mode. And Max Landis will never have to see you again. Nope. Bye, sucker. This was Spoilers. Take it away, spoilers. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. Please don't forget to leave us a review. That was spoilers. Hey, guys. This is Josh. Uh, I was too busy looking at the ice pillars last night in northern Indiana to be on the pod bright. Uh, But I give this movie a surprising yes. It was a fun ride. I went into it just expecting a B movie because of how bad the reviews are. And a B movie it was. Lots of laugh out loud moments. Some of them are definitely at the film, especially when they're trying to push kind of uh, the legend narrative of 2,000 years ago, Dark Lord. And I still don't know what an unblood or blooded orc is. I got no idea. And I think that was the main plot point. But anyway, uh, Seth, yes. Uh, have a good night, guys. Bye. I want this to be my Star Wars.